Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hello, everybody. Welcome to Astros Baseball. It's Monday, October 14th. I'm your host, Rob Fontenot. Uh, Carlos Correa with an 11th inning walk-off home run on Sunday night gave the Astros the much-needed victory. Uh, Series is now tied at one. Uh, Series headed back to New York City on Tuesday. So Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, three games in a row in New York. So I will recap game one and two for you and then we'll look ahead to game three we'll uh, look at the pitching matchups a little bit of shuffling of the lineup down at the bottom is expected we'll also check in on the national league series see how that's going springer correa reaching milestones and breaking records uh the weather the weather could play a part in the series in new york i'll tell you about that and also have you ever tried to think of something or you just wondered about something so you looked it up well the other day I was thinking about something so I decided to look it up and what I found I thought was pretty cool some of you diehards that have been fans forever may know this but some of you may not so I'm gonna share a tidbit with you at the end and of course if I say anything that I can't remember I'll add that at the end too So, you're listening to Astros Baseball. We'll be right back. All right. So, before I get started, uh, I'm sure you've noticed this. the uh, podcast is no longer called the Robin Wheelhouse Show. It went back to the original name of Astros Baseball. Uh, There was no falling out or, you know, no bad blood between me and Wheelhouse. It's it's all a scheduling issue. We just couldn't get together. I mean, if you've heard the last nine or ten podcasts, you know. You know what's happening. Uh, so anyway, let's get to this. Uh, game one, zero offense for the Astros. They get destroyed seven to zero. Zach Grinky with the start, six innings, seven hits, three runs. No walks, which was surprising to me. I didn't even realize he didn't walk anybody. He had six strikeouts, and he gave up two home runs. Presley came in, two-thirds of an inning. He gave up two runs on four hits. He didn't look good. Abreu, he got to pitch two-thirds of an inning. He gave up two hits and two runs, and he walked two guys. So Abreu recently added, not recently, but he was added to the championship series. He wasn't on the divisional series, and his outing didn't go that well. 
So Grinky gave up three, Presley gave up two, Abreu gave up two. Top of the fourth, an RBI double. Top of the sixth, two solo home runs, and Yankees are up three to zero. Top of the seventh, a two-run single, five to nothing. Top of the ninth, a home run, and then a ground-out score to run, seven to zero. Astros, zero runs on three hits. Brantley, Altuve, and Tucker had the three hits. The Astros were 0-for-1 with runners in scoring position, which is horrible that there was only one runner in scoring position. And Torres from the Yankees, 3-for-5 with five RBIs. So my tweet after the game was, it doesn't matter who's pitching if you can't score. And that's basically what happened in the game. So the reason I wanted to talk about that, and I'll get into it a little bit after I talk to the second game, talk about the second game, but I've said it before. Like, Grinky does not impress me, and I can't believe the guy went like 8-1 and one in the regular season. And I can't believe that we gave up all of those guys to get him. So he's starting the third game. No, let's say this. He's the third pitcher in our rotation. And if you're like me, it's in our head. And I don't know why it's in our head, but we look at Grinky as a weak spot. But he was tra- we traded some great prospects and we added to our payroll for this guy. He's supposed to be three aces, and it just seems like he's the weak link, which we know he's not. We know he's the, a solid third, and he would be the ace on some other teams. So let's talk about Sunday, and I'll get into it a little bit. So Sunday, Carlos Correa, RBI double, Bregman scores 1-0. Top of the fourth, Aaron Judge with a two-run homer. That sucked. That was a big dagger in my heart when that happened. Uh, Yankees take a two-to-one lead. And then bottom of the fifth, Springer, Dinger, George Springer ties it up at two. And then bottom of the 11th, Carlos Correa, walk-off home run. Astros win three-to-two. Justin Verlander, six and two-thirds innings, five hits, two runs, two walks, seven strikeouts. He gave up that one home run to Aaron Judge. Uh, Harris, two-thirds of an inning. He had a walk and two strikeouts. Osuna, an inning and two-thirds. He had two strikeouts. Joe Smith, an inning and two-thirds. He had a walk. Presley uh, gave up one hit to the one batter he faced. Josh James pitched a third of an inning and had a strikeout, and he got the win. Faced one batter, struck him out, picked up the win. Carlos Correa, two for five with a home run and two RBIs. The Astros win three to two, and Carlos Correa knocks in two of the RBIs. Springer, one for four with a walk. He had that home run and RBI. Uh, Altuve, two for four. Bregman, one for three with two walks. He scored a run, so he was on base three times. Yuli Gurriel, Jordan Alvarez, Chirinos, no 
hits. Astros three runs on seven hits. Yankees two runs on six hits. The Astros left 10 runners on base. They were one for 10 with runners in scoring position. So someone mentioned this on the radio, and this is what I wanted to bring up to you. And when he said it, I, it kind of was like a, mm, like one of those moments where you weren't really thinking of it. So you look at Verlander's stats and compare them to Grinky's. Verlander went two-thirds of an inning more, gave up two fewer hits, one less run. JV had two walks, Grinky had zero. JV had seven strikeouts, Grinky had six. Uh, Grinky gave up two homers, JV won. So Grinky went six innings and gave up three runs. Now for an Astros team, if your starter can go six innings and only give up three runs, you should have a chance to win. So I look back at the Tampa Bay series because I was curious because, you know, you can't remember all the numbers. So I wanted to see the Astros offense in those series and how much runs they were scoring because it really doesn't feel like they're scoring a lot. It really feels like the Astros offense has not shown up yet. It really feels that way. It feels like our pitching is there, even though some of you may think Grinky is bad. But they scored six runs, three, three, one, and then six to clinch it. So the reason, I, that's, what, that's what I wanted to talk about, is everybody gave JV credit for going six and two-thirds and only giving up two runs, keeping his team in the game. But his team scored two runs for him. Grinky gave up three runs in six innings, but they didn't score for him. Like, how bad would it have looked if Grinky would have left the game after six innings and the Astros were only down three to two? But all you can remember, and I'm guilty of this as well, is Grinky started and we lost seven to zero. So it just seems like we got beat because of Zach Grinky. So I saw a cool thing, and um, this was what someone else said, too, at work. I talked to, uh, to someone at work about it, and they made a claim, and I'm not going to look it up because I don't even know where to look this up at, but he made a claim that there was two and a half hours, two and a half hours of baseball in that game last night that there wasn't even a hit. But I did see another one that before Correa hit the home run, and th this is why the two and a half hours could work out. Before Correa hit that home run, Garner had a single in the sixth, and then he had a single in the top of the sixth. So, but I mean, top of the 11th. So between the top of the sixth and the top of the 11th, Garner had a single there and a single in the 11th. Those were the only two hits in that time period before Carlos Correa. So it probably was. It probably was two hours. So my opinion, if I would have been able to do a podcast before game two, game two, it wasn't a do or die game. But what I said a while back, is the only thing that has to happen if if uh, 
Garrett Cole pitches two games and we win both of those, and Verlander pitches two games and we win both of those, then we're going to win. We just got to win four games. So what I was saying is if the Astros would have lost last night, a lot of people would have considered the game over or the series over. Down 2-0, to zero, going back to New York for three games. Now you can assume that Garrett Cole's going to win game three. I'm assuming it. Why wouldn't you assume it? He hasn't lost since May. So that would make it two to one. And then game four would be a bullpen game or, or Keedy game, whatever you want to call it. And they could win that and they would be up three to one. Then we would have to win the next three games. So it, it just would have put us in a tough position. And now if you look at it, we won the game and tied it up. We did lose our home field advantage. That is true. However, when Garrett Cole, if he does what he's been doing, if the Astros offense can give him some run support, then the Astros will go up 2-1, to one, and that looks completely different. And I know that sounds dumb, but it's just the way the series changed. It just changes a lot. That one win meant a lot. And like I said, if JV's pitching, you have to win. If Cole's winning, you have to win. I mean, if Cole's pitching, you have to win. So I think, I don't know what you think, but I think it was a very, very important win for the Astros. I think they really did need that. Uh, Man, I was going to tell you something, but I didn't write it down. But if I could think of it, maybe I will. So I'm going to take a quick break, and then I'll get to that other stuff on page two. You're listening to Astros Baseball. All right, let's talk about this game three. Uh, New York City, 308, Fox Sports 1. Garrett Cole on the mound for the Astros. He's only allowed one run in those two games. 25 strikeouts, 15 and two thirds innings. I expect a win when Garrett Cole's out there. Uh, Severino will be his opponent. Four innings pitched, no runs in game three of the ALDS against the Twins. Uh, The lineup change for the Astros, uh, they went with uh, Tucker in game one, then Reddick game two. Uh, Josh Reddick, not J.J. Reddick, Josh Reddick will get a start in right field in game three. And then Maldonado will start for Torinos, who's not really doing anything anyways. I got an update on the National League. The Nationals just won 8-1 over the Cardinals. They've taken a 3-0 lead. They won game one 2-0 and game two 3-1. Milestones reached for the Astros. Springer, when he hit his Springer dinger on Sunday, that was his 12th postseason home run, and that is an Astros record. Also, Carlos Correa, 27 RBIs. That's the most in Astros franchise history. Springer has leg cramps. If you saw him limping the other day, or on Sunday, but he should be all right. So early forecast for Tuesday's game. 100% rain. 100% chance of rain on Tuesday for the Astros-Yankees game three. So what that would do, it would push, if it did get rained out, this is this big story, 
If it got rained out, Garrett Cole would pitch on Wednesday, and then Zinke, Zach Greinke would pitch game four. It's scheduled right now for Urquidy. It's going to be an Urquidy slash bullpen game, but now it could be Zach Greinke in game four. I don't know what that does to Verlander. I don't know what that does to the rest of it, but it just changes it right there. So, as you all know, I'm a big OU fan, and if you like Texas, I'm sorry, but OU defeated Texas in the Red River rivalry. It used to be the Red River shootout, but just like that guy don't like the tomahawk chops, uh, politically correctness, you're not allowed to say shootout anymore, just like the Washington Bullets had to change their name to the Wizards. So, sometimes... See if you do things like this as well, which it's good now because in the old days you were just screwed. But have you ever thought of something and you had a question? So you're like, I'm going to look that up. So the other day I was thinking about Minute Maid Park. That's what I was going to say. Let me write this down. I was thinking about Minute Maid Park and I was trying to imagine it. Or I was trying to think that I can't imagine it being called anything else. So I was curious of when the contract ran out. Because I was thinking maybe in three years. Maybe it'll run out. You see other football stadiums in this changing their name all the time. And I was just figuring, you know, maybe it'll be up soon. Maybe it'll be up soon and it'll, the name will be changed and it'll be crazy. So I decided to look it up. I googled something about the contract. It took me to Wikipedia. And so I'm going to share with you some tidbits that I found out. Now most of you, or some of you, or none of you, I don't know who knows this, but if you learn anything, cool. If not, sit back and relax and let everybody else learn. So April 7th of 2000, after the stadium was built, they made a deal with Enron to, for the naming rights. 30 years, $100 million. And as you all know, Enron, the uh, corrupt company they were, they went bankrupt in 2001. So February... So the, what happened, and I didn't write this down, but the Astros... Since Enron had a bad reputation, they didn't want their stadium associated with those guys, so they wanted to get the name taken away, and they wouldn't do it. So the Astros had to buy them off for a couple of million. So from February 2002 to June 2002, Astros Stadium was called... Astros Field. I was going to say Minute Maid Park. But Enron Field, they lost the name February 2002 to June 2002. It was simply known, that's a better way to say it, it was simply known as Astros Field. Did you know that? I didn't know that. So June 2002. So they actually played April... 
May, June, like a couple of months of baseball in a stadium that was just called Astros Field. So June of 2002, during the season, they struck a deal with Minute Maid Park, and I got my answer. 30 years, $100 million. So 30 years from June 2002 is 2032. It's almost 2020, so 12 more years. It'll be a while. I don't know why they do this 30-year, $100 million thing. I don't know. But it seems like that's their favorite number. So going... So I kept reading stuff about Minute Maid Park. And I'll just throw some tidbits out there for you. Maybe you're curious about it. I I found them interesting. Because you see them out there, but you, you just kind of assume that they've been there forever. And what I'm talking about is... The Chick-fil-A foul pole. Those were actually installed in 2006. So they've been there for about 13 years. I almost said seven. I just forget what year it is. Life flies by, folks. I'm telling you. And then 2011, which is, what, eight years ago, El Grande. They, They put El Grande up there. And so El Grande is 54 feet high, 124 feet wide. I was Googling, I was Googling uh, things that are 124 feet wide, and I didn't come, I didn't come up with anything. So I see El Grande from my seat, and you it's really big. And I think I said it was the fourth or fifth biggest screen, maybe even the third. Biggest screen in Major League Baseball. But you look at it, and you ju- it's just a TV to you when you're there, but if you look down at the, uh, if you look down at the uh, sections beneath it, you can really tell how big that thing is. But what I want to know, and you can help me with this if you get a chance, what else is that big? What can you compare to the size of El Grande, 54 feet high, 124 feet wide, 124 feet wide. It's not as big as a football field, I know that. Uh, So anyway, let's talk about this. This is what I wanted to say. I was listening to a podcast, and the guy had his own little trick as far as getting tickets. So what he said, that you just go to like the home plate grill, get you a beer, and then the tickets on StubHub, they sell them for an hour after the game starts. And he said, what you do is you sit around and you wait, and then you buy your tickets. The tickets go down really low. So while me and my wife were watching the game, I decided to give it a shot. And so you're talking about tickets that people are selling for 300 bucks, $180, high dollar tickets. So about 45 minutes into the game, open up StubHub. And if you're familiar with the stadium, and I'm talking 100s is at the bottom, there were tickets in section 110 
45 minutes after the game started for $40. $40. And there were like 300 tickets left. Some of the tickets were still expensive. I guess people just, you know, they'd rather just lose, you know, lose the tickets and nobody goes. But I'm just saying, if you're in town and the, you know, game six rolls around and you don't want to pay high dollar, just try that. Try the StubHub one-hour deadline. Section 110, $40. It makes me wish I lived there so I could have did it. So anyway, let's talk about this giveaway. One thing about the giveaway. I've had six people so far, and I've only advertised it once. Six people said that they are interested. I don't even know when I'm going to do this. It might be sometime next week. I don't know. But we've had six people so far, and I wanted to thank someone. A listener, Astros Thor, he said, not only am I putting my name in the, I was going to say name in the hat. Is that what it would be? Name in the hat? So I'll put my name in the hat to win the hat. But it's not the same hat I'm putting my name in. So he's putting his name in the drawing. There you go. That's a better way to say it. He's putting his name in the drawing. And he's also donating $5. So he's donating $5 for a prize that he wants to win. Thank you, Astro Store. I do appreciate you listening. You've been listening for a while, and Astro Store actually sends me messages, and I appreciate that. I said it before. Find me on Twitter. Find me on Facebook. You can even friend me. We can be friends on Facebook and you can see what I do in real life. So speaking of real life, my friend had his bachelor party on Saturday. And we went to four different bars, so I was watching the game in spurts. And there really wasn't anything to watch because the Astros got beat 7-0. And some of you may not know, if you've just joined the podcast recently... But I am 48 years old. I haven't had more than two beers in a setting in over a year. I've probably only drank three times in the past year. And let me tell you this. We had a really good time on Saturday. But it took me. I don't know how to word this, but it ruined. That's how I'm going to word it. It ruined my entire Sunday. My entire Sunday, I was out of it. I didn't feel good. It took me all day to recover. I felt good this morning when I went to work, but I'm just saying, I don't have the bounce back. I don't have the recovery. So anyway, before I go, I'd like to thank all of you guys for listening. If you want to enter the drawing for the hat, we have the money from the ad and the $5 from Astro's store. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. But I wanted to say this, and I think I said it earlier, but let me say it again in case I didn't. I am not going to mention this on social media. I don't want someone seeing it as a tweet that doesn't listen to the show and end up winning. I want one of you guys that listen to the show. I want one of you guys to win it because it's happening. And I don't know when. 
I think I'll give it a little more time. I've only advertised it once on one podcast. I'll give it some more time. I'm thinking maybe when the season's over. Or maybe when the ad's over. Something like that. We'll see what happens. But I'll let you know. But if you want to be in it and you haven't entered yet, send me a message on Twitter or Facebook. Some people have found the Facebook page. I've tried to change the name of the Facebook page to Astros Baseball or something like that, but it won't let me, so I deleted it. So I'll probably have to create it again. It's going to be deleted in 14 days, although I can still see it if you send me a message. I have gotten some messages recently, and I thank you guys for sending me the messages. Sending me the messages. Sorry, I am not starting over. I am not starting over. I'm 14 minutes and 45 seconds into this. I, I don't care. I messed up and I'm not starting over. But anyway, I do appreciate it, guys. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.